You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Chen. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. Church, we need to pray a lot. This was never a matter of votes. This uh, was, is, and always will be a matter of prayer. Don't expect peace from government. Peace can only come from God. And uh, at the moment, I don't know what to do other than pray, but when I look back in the past and all those other times where I didn't know what else to do but pray, uh, prayer was pretty good. And uh, it helped things a lot. You may ask, what do we pray for? Uh, Pray for a little space of grace. Pray that God would open our eyes uh, to show us how we can tell people about his gospel, uh, no matter what happens. And uh, it's, it's been interesting to be on Facebook throughout the day and uh, watching all the people posting about different things and conspiracies. And I, I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting couple days. People are asking, well, what if Trump wins? That's not victory. What if Biden wins? That's not defeat. I, I am appreciative I'm thankful for the stand that our president has, has taken for our country. I'm thankful for his stance on Israel. I'm thankful for his stance for life and for the freedom of religion. I'm thankful for all of those things. And that man has dealt with daily attacks since he came in. And uh, those are just the attacks that we can see. I can only imagine the spiritual attacks that he had. But in this blurred mess, if you're wondering if I am... If I am upset, yes, I am, but I'm not upset at the election. In this blurred mess of the past 20 years of what we call politics, one troubling problem has emerged, and it is in crystal clear focus. Neither Biden nor Trump are that problem. Neither Biden nor Trump are the solution to that problem. This problem is deeply rooted, much deeper than politics will ever reach down into. As a Christian, I'm confident no problem is too big for the Lord. He's, he's fine. He's still on the throne. Everything's going to be okay. As a Christian, I'm confident. As a husband and a father, I'm heartbroken that my family, my kids, my grandkids are going to have to grow up with this problem constantly in their face. As a pastor, I'm greatly concerned about what this problem means for the future of our country. And this problem is that our country is greatly divided. Our Pledge of Allegiance states one nation under God, 
indivisible. And as time goes on, those words are becoming less and less true. Our so-called indivisible nation is greatly divided. I didn't know what I was going to preach tonight until I woke up this morning. I don't want to preach messages like this. But we must be truthful. Whenever we read our Bible, we need to be careful of the context. We need to consider the context. You need to know more than just what is being said. You should ask yourself, why is it being said? You should also ask, who is saying it? You should ask, to whom is it being said? You should ask, when is it being said? Those are just a handful of, of questions that you should always ask whenever you are reading your Bible. We are supposed to rightly divide the word of truth. However, there are many instances in the Bible where what is being said is a universal truth. In other words, what is being said could be said for any reason, by anyone, to anyone, and at any time, and it would still be true. And what we have here, unfortunately for America tonight, is a universal truth. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And that is not an opinion, that's a proclamation. Division brings desolation every time. It might happen quickly, it might happen slowly, but it happens surely. Because when something is divided, and that's why even if Mr. Trump wins, we're still divided. In fact, we'll probably be even more divided. And that's why he's not the problem, and that's why he's not the solution. And, and church, I am all for supporting a president that deserves to be supported. But he's not Jesus. We don't worship men. We don't look to them as the end-all, be-all. And what I've seen recently is bordering on man worship. And now what we are seeing when he is not going to be put in office again, probably, people are, don't know what to do. Like Jesus has been dethroned. And that's what bothers me. Because the problem is division. The solution is not what brought that division in the first place. When something is divided, one part is always seeking to undo everything the other part does. They call it checks and balances. How can anything grow stronger when its strength is being used to fight itself? There's no prosperity without harmony. Anything that fails to grow stronger over time will come to desolation in time. And strength cannot come when the people who are supposed to be on the same side are fighting against each other instead of fighting with each other or for each other. And that applies to the grandest scale of a kingdom or a nation with millions of people all the way down. It trickles all the way down to a state. It trickles down to a church. Look around at each other. We're all different. We're all different. We all have differing opinions, but we're on the same side. 
We're all pulling in the same direction. Different personalities, but we don't have differing goals. And for every one church that Satan, for every one that Satan has destroyed with immorality or financial trouble or doctrinal shifts or any type of external attack, for every one church that Satan has destroyed that way, he's destroyed hundreds with internal division. I've heard of a church split before over carpet color in the auditorium. I could name the church. I am personally close to a church that split with the English church and the Spanish church. And the English pastor was the pastor of the church. And he said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to this conference. And then the Spanish pastor would meet behind the pastor's back and say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to go to this conference. Can two walk together except they be agreed? That's a good question by Amos. How about no man can serve two masters? How about anything with two heads is a monster? This applies to a church. It applies to a city. It applies to a country. It applies to a marriage. Sir, you're different than her. And ma'am, you're different than him. You see things differently. You handle things differently. But you're on the same team. We're on the same team. This applies to a family. And moms and dads, our kids need to see that we're on the same page. Teens, since there's no kids in here, stop fighting against your parents. You're on the same side. God help any child that fights against their parents when their parents are doing their best to lead you in the right way. No, they're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. But God will point that out. It's not your job. Don't fight against your parents. We're on the same side. Just do what's right. Right is always right. Wrong is always wrong. It's never right to do wrong in order to get a chance to do right. Just do right. Even a child is known by his doings. This applies to friendships. It applies to armies. It applies to businesses. This even applies to your mind and your heart. Even a single mind and a single heart can be divided. A double-minded man is unstable in A-L-L, his ways. Matthew chapter 6, just a little earlier before this, Jesus says, If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. He's talking about focused, which you are not right now. Now you are. If thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. If thine eye be evil, it's dark. And how great is that darkness? Look in verse 25. Jesus knew their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city, every house divided against itself shall not stand. From a single mind all the way to a country of millions of people, this truth applies. Division always brings desolation. And our divided minds don't need self-help books or inspirational seminars or the words of men. We need the word of God. Our divided homes don't need secular counseling or Dr. Spock or Dr. Phil. You may as well go with Dr. Pepper. I think Dr. Pepper will do more for your family than Dr. Phil or Dr. Spock. 
You need the great physician. And our divided country does not need a red wave or a blue wave, needs a crimson wave. There is no unity, there is no peace, there is no harmony without Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm so upset right now, because we are turning away from him instead of turning to him. Now I know who I'm talking about, I'm not yelling at you. But I'm trying to open our eyes. America cannot expect to be indivisible when we have made God invisible in our country. Unless we are under God, we will never be one nation. Unless we are under God, we will always be divisible. And that is what we're seeing. So that's why I'm not surprised. Jesus is still on the throne, so I'm not worried. But I'm cautious as to what the future holds. Because no matter how you look at this year, one thing keeps flashing in my mind. The night cometh when no man can work. Every day that passes is one day less to tell the world about Jesus. And we can't be more willing to speak about the election than we are about our salvation. We can't be more willing to stand with the political party than we are with our Savior. I don't care about Donald Trump. I don't look to Donald Trump. I'm looking for the last one. And it's coming. And it's coming very soon. And God has trusted us with the privilege to share his gospel. Is there anything more, can you think of anything more challenging, more humbling, more exciting than the fact that God entrusted us with the gospel? That it's up to us to go forward when he could make the rocks cry out, when he could make a donkey talk. He entrusted us. A gospel simple enough that a child can understand it. Simple enough that a new Christian can share it. And powerful enough to bring union where division once was. I have seen Jesus mend families. I've seen him reconcile spouses. I've seen him revive churches. I've seen him shake nations. So, as long as Jesus is on the throne, oh, hang on. Oh, good. Okay. I just wanted to make sure Colossians 3.1 was still there. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Okay. It's still there, so he's still on the throne. As long as we have breath, everybody do this with me. You qualify. And as long as the gospel is true, preach it. Share it, live it, love it. It's the only hope we have. But it's a really good hope. It's a hope that's like an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. We'll put that in layman's terms. Somebody locked it and threw away the key. Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. 
Now, before I close, I'd like, to, I'd like for us to think of a couple things before we pray. Satan's team isn't divided. That's what the Pharisees thought. This man casts out devils by the prince of devils. And Jesus calls out their, how ludicrous that is. If Satan cast out Satan, and you know why Satan isn't, Satan's team is unified right now? Because they know their time is limited. They don't have time to fight against each other. Is our time not limited? Is Christ divided? Read 1 Corinthians. I've had to speak to you like babes in Christ because you're yet carnal. As long as there's strife and envy and divisions among you, are you not carnal? Second thing to think about. Where is America in prophecy? Where's America in Bible prophecy? She's not there. Russia's there. Iran's there. Israel's there. Italy's there. But the greatest country in the world! Nowhere. I don't find America in Bible prophecy. I find her in Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. I think it's 25. Is it 25? Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Apparently, one day, that will come to pass our country. Now, we have two reactions to that. We can either sit back, kick back, give up, and say, well, it's going to happen sooner or later. There has to be a falling away first. So, oh well. Too bad. Or, we say, not on my watch. And I'd rather say that one. Not on my watch. Not when I have kids growing up. Not when we have these young people here. They need somebody to fight for them. So hit the poles. Sure. But hit your knees too. This is why we need to teach everybody to be Republican. No, no. Teach people the need for a savior. And the night is coming. And daylight savings time just hit. I don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But I know who's on the throne. And I know our job And I know that no matter what happens in Washington, D.C., 
those two things are not changing. So the only thing then that is going to kick this into gear is if we have the right heart about it. So we can either lock ourselves in our basements and cry, oh, woe is us, and demand a recount or pray for revival. I think we should pray. I think we should work and go forward as we have been going forward and band together and do everything we can for Jesus for as long as he allows us to do it. And maybe, just maybe. And I see it in God's character. I could be very wrong, but I see it in God's character to give us one last revival before he calls us home. If the rapture were to come tonight, what would America do without the church? So church, while we're here, let's make a difference. Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.